On this episode of the GraphCast, we discuss fan favorite and legendary Jeremy Bullock. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy New Year. Um, hope you are safe uh, in this crazy world today and everybody's uh, doing fine. We're going to revisit the career and the life of Jeremy Bullock, longtime fan favorite, of course, the man behind Boba Fett. And our other special guest, Mr. Paul Dune of Elite Signatures over in the UK, SWALU member. Paul, how are you? Um, Getting used to having another lock. Yeah, you guys are you guys are locked down over there um, again. You know, I tried to, you know, and I think Andy, whenever he pops back on, will tell us that you know he's been dealing with the lockdown too. Um, how is it going over there? I mean, you know, how are the folks handling it? You know, here we go again, uh, round two. Yeah, I, th- I think there's there's quite a lot of people getting not fed up, but I don't think that's the right word. Tired of it now. It's you know it's it's, it's been like twelve months. I think we're in lockdown now till beginning of well middle of March, hmm. and then depending on what happens after that. Well, sorry to say, hey, we got Andy back. Hey, Andy, you disappeared for a second. How are you? Great, great, great. Yeah, we're uh, Los Angeles is actually on the current lockdown, stay at home order until February. So uh, it's a little, it's a little disappointing. But again, yep, it's definitely a challenging time uh, for sure. We got Chuka in the background. Pete, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm awake. Yes, you're awake. Thank you so much for joining us. But we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going to talk about the legendary Jeremy Bullock, and of course, Paul, you worked uh, with Jeremy extensively throughout the years. You know, he retired from the convention circuit. Um, you know, just kind of whenever you go back, and Pete, I'll bring you on in on this too. Whenever we're talking about you know the men behind the masks and Peter Mayhew and Dave Prowse, who we lost last year as well, Warwick Davis, Jeremy. Um, Jeremy was really one, you never heard anybody say anything bad about him. Nobody ever had a bad experience. Anthony Daniels can be grumpy. Uh, Peter Mayhew can have it, could have had his days. Dave Prowse, same thing. Jeremy, a gentleman all the way through. Yeah. I mean, like I say, you never heard a bad word and, you know, he never seemed to have a grumpy day, did he? He never seemed to have a bad day. You know, we've all had bad days. But he just he just never seemed to have one. He he just loved he loved the fans. He loved signing. Uh, he he loved the character. He just loved meeting everybody. That's a great photo. That one, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And I think this is in his room, right? Is this in his house? This is uh, his Boba Fett. Some of his Boba Fett collection upstairs. Yeah, so he really he really embraced the role. Uh, and Pete, I'll bring you in too. Uh, Pete, you know. Uh, long time. I mean, Jeremy, if we talked about it, unfortunately, we had to revisit it with Dave recently, passing away uh, last year. You know, these were our convention mainstays. But I mean, if you had to name like a king of all time Star Wars conventions, especially in terms of fan favoritism, it's got to be Jeremy, right? It was the true actors that blew it away. Because, yes, everybody has a bad day. You have a bad day. I have a bad day. Andy has a bad day. No, the true, the true actors who were out there on the convention scene, even in the worst pain, the worst possible day, they might have gotten horrible news from home. They still were capable of making every single fan they met feel as though nothing else mattered besides that meeting. And that's how Jeremy was. 
that's how guys like Michael Sheard were. The true actors who just so happened to get bit parts in Star Wars, in Empire, in Return of the Jedi. Those true actors are the guys who you can catch at one of these conventions or signing shows, and they will make your day. Dave was a bodybuilder. Peter was just a really big guy who was in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Jeremy was an actor. He was an actor from his teens right until he retired. He would probably still take an acting role during his convention period if he could get a job. It's just he was the ultimate convention guest. And do you think the reason why Boba Fett is so popular is because of a fan interaction? I think it's a big part of it. I think Boba Fett's allure and Boba Fett, everybody loving Boba Fett was the costume was just so damn cool. People didn't know a lot about him. Very few lines of dialogue in the film, but every time he's on screen, boom, your eyes are on him. And then once people meet Jeremy at a show, it just locks it all down. He's their favorite character because he's their favorite person to meet, too. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. He, he, he got the role. He built the role. The role was his. And he, he, just, he just engrossed everything about it. You know, the last time I saw him was August. Uh, and he, that's the last signing I did with him. And he was... He, even even then, he, he was it was particular about every single autograph, exactly how it was signed, uh, and yeah, like you said, Pete, you know, it did it built on the role, and people people got to meet Boba Fett, and every time they met him, he he loved that, yeah, you know, he made that character what it were today. He made every single fan feel special, yeah. and it wasn't even just the fans. And every single person who went to his table come back as a Boba Fett fan. And yeah. a lot is because of Jeremy. I mean, that- guys guys that actually wore the costume. Hmm. I mean, I remember back in the early 2000s meeting John Morton. Yep. And John Morton, who actually put on the costume and played Boba Fett in scenes in Empire Strikes Back, would not sign photos of Boba Fett unless Jeremy had already signed them. Just paying deference to everything that Jeremy had done for the autograph world, for the hobby, and for Star Wars. John Morton would not sign a photo unless Jeremy had already signed it. Just paying deference to Jeremy. Yeah, no, and that's awesome. Of course, you know, a lot of us, that the, the Lando and Darth Vader, and, you know, pray I don't alter this deal any further kind of kind of vibe. Um, and I've heard that story about John as well, Pete. I don't know if you uh, you shared that as well. I mean, I know that I didn't really get to get out a lot, you know, uh, being here at Houston and travel to convention circuit, especially as big as it is now. But I got to meet Jeremy, I think, three times. And every time was just 
you know, it was absolutely amazing where, you know, sometimes maybe even, you know, Dave might grunt at you a little bit and, you know, pass it across to me. Dave was just all about it. I remember I, I handed him a, it was the classic uh, behind the scenes shot, guys. You know, the, the one with the masks off with Dave and Jeremy and Irvin Kirshner. And I had already signed by Irvin and he just sat there and was like, oh, where'd you get this? It's very rare, you know, and he went into a story about working with him. Um, so he was uh, always a pleasure, always a pleasure to deal with. Now, uh, and I don't want people to feel that he was just an actor because going to those conventions in the early days, in the late 90s, early 2000s, a friend of mine had been, uh, Jeremy saw some of his work and photos and things like that. And Jeremy had the deal with Lucasfilm that he was to print his own photos before the license was out there. And Jeremy struck a deal with this friend of mine. His name is Rich. And Rich would provide Jeremy with some photos to bring to shows and things like that. So I was there every time Rich would drop a package off to Jeremy with photos. So even on the business side of it, Jeremy was still the ultimate gentleman. I mean, he didn't treat somebody on the business side any differently than he would a fan at his table. Yeah. And I think it's also worth making a point on on, on a side note. You know, you've also got Maureen, who who was part of the package. Absolutely. You know, I, I know I know shows where where Maureen's reduced the price uh, because of of the area we're in. Uh, you know, she, she's demanded that this is what he's charging, and he's happy at that. So I think I think we need to, put, you know, also, you know, give thanks to Maureen, who who did so much for. You, you know, you never you never saw Jeremy without Maureen. And they she, were a, they were a package deal, absolutely. She was the business side of it, and she, you know she, she was superb. And I, I know growing up. Going up to the stairs to the loft, there's a there's a beautiful photo because Maureen were a model, and at the top of the stairs there's a beautiful photo of them two uh, in the sixties, and you know she absolutely idolised the bloke. And no, they know, were they were perfect together. They really were. They absolutely were. Yeah, she's a beautiful woman. She, she yeah, and she's inside and outside and i mean she, you know she's done so much for me making sure the, even maureen you know i've sat there with maureen doing doing signings and i've said to maureen maureen go away because she's that but she's that worried about that autograph going to people perfect uh you know she, she was an incredible woman but they were they were, they were the perfect team and they both loved it. And we can't forget to mention the fact that of the entire world of Star Wars actors who signed their autograph, there was nothing prettier than a Jeremy Bullock autograph in the 90s and in the early 2000s when every single piece was a, like a calligraphy masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, his autograph is absolutely gorgeous, and I'm getting ready to pull up a couple of examples. Of course, everybody's uh, super familiar um, with that autograph. Uh, while we're doing that, Pete, uh, 
do you have any funny stories all, after all these years working with uh, with Jeremy or anything you know that folks would like to hear that you know maybe they don't know or little give them a little peek behind the curtain if you will? I mean, it's been talked about so much in the last few weeks since we lost Jeremy. I mean, things like his his uh, flying solo book, something that he personally chose to write and publish and have every single copy in his hands so that when he brought them to a show or when he sold them to a fan, he actually kept a record of where every one of these books went. And he made sure that he inscribed that book to each and every fan as if it were a royal gift. And it's just, it, it blew me away the way he would treat every single transaction. I mean, this is a guy who could have done exactly like everybody else in the Star Wars autograph community and just sit there at his table, not look up at the fan, take the money in one hand, sign the photo with the other, and then just hand it off. Jeremy was standing in front of the table alongside you you were literally rubbing shoulders with the man as he was signing the photo for you yeah and just just to add something about that story pete which you know is is a great story i've i've actually i must have met jeremy 60 times and i never got a book never ever got a book so i think the last last year I, I said to Maury, Maury, can I have a book? She says, no, we've signed them all. We've signed 2,000. Maury, just sign one for me, Paul. We've signed 2,000. We know exactly <laughs> 2,000 are. No. So I've actually got one that's unsigned. Oh, nice. <laughs> specific about there's 200, there's 2,000 printed. And there's only 2,000 signed. He's a man of his word. He stuck to what he said he was going to do. Now, a lot of people have gone, yeah, Paul, don't tell anybody. Yeah, he wouldn't do that. There's 2,000, he signed 2,000, and that's it. Wow. Incredible. That's great. That's great. A man of his word. Absolutely. Now, Paul, he... I've also, just while we're looking, sorry to interrupt. No, while, go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll send it in. I'll see if you can put it together. I've actually, do you remember when uh, the, uh, we're at the ALS challenge, the Ice Bucket challenge? I do. I've actually got a video of, which is quite funny, of Jeremy doing the ALS challenge with, uh, I think it was John Morton. So he introduced he introduced it. Jeremy's obviously got the ice bucket and he introduced it as Boba Fett doing the ALS ice bucket challenge on on Boba Fett. So he tips <laughs> all the ice all over John Morton, which I thought was quite funny. That's awesome. Well, you know, I wanted to, you know, he had to he was such a mainstay on the convention circuit, you know, and um Pete, I, you know, Mr. Dune, I haven't been able to really ask you this, but I mean, how how hard was it for him to stop going out and meeting fans? I think it was his life for the last 30 years. 
He loved to travel. I think Maureen loved to travel with him. The fact that they were able to take that little role that he did in two movies back in the 80s and literally uh, rock slide, avalanche, however you want to look at it, rolling that ball into something where they could actually travel the world together, see the world together, and meet fans. I think that was the biggest part of their life for the last couple of years. They were home, they had family, they did their thing, but being able to go out and see the world together because of that little role he did in Star Wars, I think that was the one thing that he and they truly loved to do. Stopping that, I would have to assume it was probably horrible for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean again, like going on what Pete said, you know, you've got to take in consideration it was a small part, it was a bounty hunter, it was, uh, and it's obviously grown because because of the guy, you know, and he built it into something else. And he built it into a lifestyle. And I remember ringing Jeremy up saying, can you do my show? Uh, or I was show, sorry. And he says, no, I'm in America. So when you're flying back, he says, well, I'm not. I'm flying to Mexico. When you're flying back, well, I'm not because I'm going to New Zealand after. And it was constant, constant flying. And, you know, it, it, it wasn't... No disrespect to any other actors. He wasn't one of these actors that turned up and, you know, he might sell five or six. He were an actor that turned up and there was just a huge queue. The lines went on forever for him, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was as though, same with Kenny, you know, the lines were forever. I remember saying to Maureen in uh, at Celebration Anaheim, Maureen, I... I the P, the P, the Q was ridiculous for him. And it's, she said, I just don't, I don't get it. I said, but it's, it's, it's because of, because of his personality, because of what he gives to the fans. Like Pete said, you know, he's at the front of the table. You know, he's not just sitting there and just looking up. You know, that was, he, that was every convention, Paul, all yeah. the way back to Celebration 2. I mean, yeah. You'd, you'd have guys like Phil Brown and John Hollis and Bruce Boa, Billy Hootkins and Peter Diamond just sitting there chatting with their assistants. And the line for Jeremy just went on for days. It, it, yeah, it, it, you know, it, it was genuinely. And also, I think we also need to bring a point up of, of what they did in their own little way on highlighting fakes. You know, every single day they were highlighting, don't buy this, this is wrong. Don't buy this, this is wrong. Don't buy this, this is wrong. You know, and, and you know, every single, every, I can't emphasize it enough, every single autograph was, was a beautiful, beautiful autograph. Yes, it, it dwindled in the end, but he still wanted to give everybody that experience, and you know, I, I were lucky. I've had some, I've had some amazing comments of people who have, who have been able to, because I didn't need to advertise a signing over the last few years. Uh, 
I just tried to help as many people out, you know. And th there was a guy who messaged me uh, in February. He got his he got a tattoo on his arm, and he wanted he wanted to give a gift to a tattoo artist. Uh, and he sent me the image. Any chance you can get Jeremy to sign it? And and you know, to I think he was called Troy's tattoo artist. And I took it down in August. Sent it. Jeremy signed it to Troy. Beautiful signature. Got a photograph with it. The guy actually received it four days before he died. That's wow. crazy. And he totally forgot it. He totally forgot about it. Uh, he, he totally forgot he asked me to do it. Uh, and he messaged me four days before he died saying, mate, I can't believe this. This is You've had this for seven months and you've been able to help me out. And then four days later he died and you just think, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I think, you know, with, with Carrie passing away so suddenly, and of course we've lost Kenny, we've lost Peter, we've lost, of course, Jeremy, Dave Prowse, and others. You know, of course, we've highlighted throughout the years and throughout the year and swallow you. And over the past few years, I mean, like, I think in a lot of ways... You know, when we have or have had the opportunity to meet these folks is that we've really taken it for granted, you know, like a Billy D. Williams now. And of course, there's nothing going on with COVID like you just always expected them to be there. And so whenever they're not there, it's kind of jarring and it just kind of completely changes the landscape. Like it's it's different knowing and even when he retired that Jeremy wasn't out there anymore. You know, it was kind of like passing the torch. You know, we've talked a little bit about passing the torch and maybe Ashley Eckstein picking it up a little bit, being fan friendly, um, you know, and providing fans that experience. But um, I think we take it for granted, guys. I mean, I really do. Even if you have no friends in this hobby, you don't know another soul that collects autographs. You're flying to a different city or a different country to go to a convention. You knew walking into that convention there were at least two faces that you would recognize and they would treat you like friends because Jeremy and Maureen were always there. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden when Jeremy retired, it was a totally different world. Then that's we what had I mean. To deal with that. We had to deal with that change when Jeremy and, and Maureen weren't at shows anymore. Now knowing that there's never any chance that it's going to happen again, it just crushes you down even further. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's tragic, um, you know, to kind of see where we are now. But you know, we we move on. Uh, Paul, do you have any? Uh, I do want to mention too that Jeremy was able to come back. Of course, he played uh, Captain Colton um, in Revenge of the Sith, kind of famously, which I feel is you know, not everybody got to come back. I mean, a, a few actors that were fan favorites of George's got to come back and do stuff. You know, Warwick's been around forever. You know, Anthony Daniels got to slide into a couple different roles. You know, Ahmed Best had a little bit of a role. But Jeremy got to come back and was always in super good graces um, with the Lucasfilm folks. I think they acknowledged and respected, hey, this guy is an ambassador for us. Like, he's part of what makes us so, so good. Exactly. Absolutely. So, Paul, you got any – okay. Before we get ready to, to kind of kind of wrap it up here a little bit about about Jeremy, of course he was in Bond and a couple other things, and as an actor, an actor's actor. If you go check out his IMDb, he was acting consistently. 
um, through the years. Uh, Paul, you got a, a one or two uh, funny stories before we get out of here, or interesting stories about about Jeremy? Uh, not so much interesting stories. It's just overemphasizing, you know, emphasizing what you know what we've already what we've already said. You know. You know if, if Jeremy was available, he would do any show, any show we offered him. There was no, there was no. I've got to earn this. There was no. I've got to earn that. Uh, he knew all he needed to do was show up, and he would make money. He yeah. would make what he needed, just by being there. Yeah, and it, you know, he didn't need. Uh, I've, I've got, I've got quite a funny photo. I couldn't find it here, which I'll try and find. Of Jeremy dancing at one of our events a few years ago, and he's on the dance floor playing air guitar, which which was which was crashing. But again, you know, I know I mentioned it earlier on uh, Celebration Anaheim. I don't know if you remember outside Anaheim. There's a big uh, there's a big fountain, and Maureen rung me up. when they got there and said, like, Paul, can you come and meet us? We don't know where to get us tickets. So I met him outside outside the convention centre, uh, just, at, just at the fountain. And I said, right, come this way. And uh, it's probably a good story to finish off as this. So just come this way. So I took him to, and security guard let Maureen through, no problem. They stopped Jeremy. They won't let him in. <laughs> can we ask him, sir? And he just went... I'm Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Straight through, sir. I love it. And that, that was awesome. just his character, you know. It wasn't his voice, but he didn't care. He was Boba Fett. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I do want to talk, as we typically do. Of course, we have some collectors that are maybe new to the hobby or catch the show in our archives down the line that may be wondering right now. And, and Pete Chuka, I know that you follow this stuff very very closely um did we see uh and paul you too being in the in the industry um as well did we see a price spike on jeremy did we see a flood of fakes new fakes into the marketplace um have things kind of settled down where fans want to add jeremy to their collection i mean I, we know there's no shortage of supply is now a good time to jump back in do we feel like uh, the waters are safe we didn't see any hiccup in forgeries any more than we're already out there and normally they're so pathetic that you could tell immediately that yeah. it wasn't jeremy because no forger's been able to copy his autograph we did see a little bit of a spike when we got the word that he passed but it was probably no more than we saw with dave prouse you know bump up maybe 20 percent, 25 percent no, I, th- I think Dave. I think Dave shot up. To be honest, I mean Dave. Dave, now you're talking 120, 130 pounds. Yeah, Jeremy. but Dave was a steady hundred dollar autograph from the time he retired. I, I mean, that jump up to one twenty five to one fifty or so. I didn't see it as a big hit kind of thing. Jeremy, it was. I mean, depending on the photo, of course, because better photos, nicer photos, bigger photos, were automatically the people are asking for more anyway. Mm. Jeremy was kind of at about seventy-five to eighty-five dollars on a regular, like eBay kind of thing, 
and I think I've seen him right now 100, 120. I mean, so, it's because I have an online website, the moment some pe- someone dies, I have to rush home and just take yeah. everything off. Because people just, people buy multiples. Yep. So know? they can try to flip them too. So they buy one and then they try to make the money to pay for the second one, you know? Yeah. And in a way, they're not, I understand what they're doing. You know, I've still got Alan Harris that, that I haven't put on sale yet. You know, I've, I've got 100, 120 Jeremy's which I've not put on sale yet. Uh, because the minute you do, you know people, so I'll just feed them in uh, as slow as I can. Yeah. But it, no. uh, I think the shocking thing was it was only so long, you know, so short after Dave, weren't it? You know, we were just getting over losing Dave. Yeah, nobody was expecting it to happen the way it did with both of them going inside of two weeks. Yeah, it was. It's definitely was a was a interesting and difficult run and into to 2020 in the last few months and just everything else going on. But as Star Wars fans and collectors, I mean, to lose uh, both of these uh, illuminaries. So um, I'm going to go around the horn real quick. Um, and of course, Paul, your website, Elite Signatures, finds you on Facebook. You just mentioned you've got some. Uh, you know, you have some Jeremy autographs. Of course, you just explained the thought process around, you know, offering those for sale. So don't bombard Paul when they're ready to go on sale they'll be on sale um, tell folks where they can find you Paul yeah you can find me on the Elite Signatures Facebook page and Instagram my website is Elite Autographs that's the autograph side of the website uh, I will yeah I've got I think I've got 120 which I picked up a couple of weeks I'll trickle them in I don't want to flood the market I'm not gonna put them on at ridiculous prices uh, limits, limits are smart. I'm going to set the limit to one of each item. Yep, yep. Because uh, I want, I want you know everybody to get something rather than uh, one person get all of them. Yeah, yeah. Because because people will do. Uh, so yeah. Elite signatures. Uh, Paul will have some items up. Don't bombard him, but check it out. He's got lots of other good stuff. Uh, over there, of course, a friend of uh, Swalu, um and, and one of our recommended folks. Andy, before we get out of here, any thoughts on uh, Mr. Bullock? Yeah, great man. You know, I, I really think that a lot of the way he acted with fans, you know, only helped the character of Boba Fett, you know, the popularity of Boba Fett. And uh, I think he's a tremendous loss to our um, community. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Mr. Chuka. Well, just to finish off your, your last question. Yeah. I think it is kind of safe right now. If you're looking for a Jeremy autograph, just take your time. Yeah. Pay attention. Watch the prices. If you see a photo that you absolutely love and the price is through the roof, just hold off a little bit. Chances are you're going to find one that is the same photo at a more reasonable price we're still within that couple of months since his passing and there are going to be people out there trying to make a killing on every single shot take your time relax like paul said he's not going to put the pieces he has up at ridiculous prices don't feel you need to rush 
but if you're in the market for a Jeremy autograph, take your time, look around, yeah. find the right piece for you. Yep, there's plenty of them out there, um, and, and Paul's got some uh, that will be available. So we very uh, very sad, but it was fun to be able to revisit this. So special thanks to Paul, Pete, and Andy, um, as always, um, for this episode of the GraphCast. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Before we get out of here, a couple quick bits of housekeeping. Just want to go back and remind everybody we still have private signing going on with Hayden Christensen over at Swallow.com, of course. Miss Natalie Portman. Uh, we're getting high on the numbers there, folks. Don't wait too long. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, the God of Thunder, or Hulk Hogan in the next biopic, <laughs> which is exciting for me. Uh, we have uh, super rare signer David Oyelowo, um, who played Agent Callus and, of course, Martin Luther King. And he's been in a lot of other stuff. Check out his IMDb. Very talented actor. Of course, bumping up on the deadline for Matt Lanter. Of course, Ashley Eckstein as well, or polishing up her deadline here in the next couple of weeks. So if you want an autograph from Ashley, please hit us up. And then also, last but not least, the Marshall Cara Dune is going to be signing for SWAU. So head on over to swau.com or our Facebook group. Get involved, guys. We're here for you. We know there's a lot of hard times right now and difficult. Get involved uh, with uh, you know some friends on our Facebook group. Uh, check us out. We've been doing a lot of box breaks, card breaks. So just come hang out with us. Shoot the bull. So once again, thanks, for everybody. We'll be back in a few weeks with another episode of the GraphCast.